And welcome, listeners, to Around the Console. We're here this week with just the four of us. I had to count then on my fingers if anyone's seen on YouTube. Just the four of us. It is John, Sucky, Bob, and myself. Elfliff. No more Craig, because he's stuck in a glory hole. But this week, well, this month, we're looking at the Celestial Toymaker. And William Hartnell, love it or hate it, let's hear what you think. We'll go to John first. I love it. I thought it was great. I quite, I thought it was quite entertaining, the fact that um, we could uh, see these... I know I know that the idea of clowns everything is creepy these days, because everybody likes to get freaked out by clowns for some reason. Well, I thought it was just probably really quite cutesy in a 1960s way. 66, yeah. Yeah, it was it was a little bit just a little bit jarring because we didn't have full visuals of it all. But what we did have was quite easy to follow. Although to be fair, um I would prefer it if we didn't have incomplete episodes to review in future, but that's just me. I mean, that's just me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, uh, yeah, I, I liked it. I thought the um, uh, the antagonist, toy maker himself, was really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a famous time. fellow, and I can't remember his name. Michael Goff. Yeah. Michael Goff. Yeah, he was he was really good, and he was like uh, he was quite sinister. Although the, the plot did leave something to be desired in terms of like making sense. But other than that, yeah, I'm pretty so positive it's a good, about a it. Good thumbs up. Good it's thumbs a reasonable up thumbs up for me. Yeah. Yeah. Suki. No, I've always hated this story, and I still don't like this story. It's just oh. over long. Not mixing your words, then, are you? It's too much padding. It's just uh, drags in places. The characters aren't interesting. Um, Vic and Stephen are uh, not Vic. Don't know Stephen. They seem to the only ones that seem to carry the episode. Hartnell wasn't there to really bring it up at a notch, and um, oh, I just don't like this episode, this story. So his hand a bit was of thumbs there, down then. I think it's a bit of thumbs down there. Wasn't his hand just there, a bit? I, I, I think there was a lot of thumbs down. <laughs> and the whole I, hand and my toes. I mean, <laughs> I've had to take my socks and shoes off. To <laughs> oh yeah, we've got a grumpy it. sucky tonight. Someone's just walking up. Yeah, somebody just walking up. Outside of bed. Bob, what do you think? The noise, wasn't it? It was hard work. I'll be honest. Even reading the try to read the target novel, which is very short. There's two things that I love about it. The beginning, like the first episode's all right, and the final sort of ten minutes. Michael Goff's great. But as to what is going on in the middle, no idea. Potentially, though, a brilliant idea, a fantastic uh, enemy. So it's exciting for the for the new specials that are coming out, which is why we're reviewing this. Um, and and now that we know the time maker's coming back, I'm going to go a bit deeper. Might as well, just very quickly. Um, is that that bit at the end when the Doctor goes? You know, we'll see him again. He's immortal, and it made it out to be this big deal. He was a big deal, the Time Maker. He was one of the first, if not, is he after the Time Meddler? Do we meet him after the Time Meddler? Yeah, he's after the Time Meddler. Yeah, yeah. So, so apart from the Time Meddler, we've never met anyone that's as powerful, if you as like, powerful. as the Doctor. Um, so yeah. it's massive. And the fact that they've waited for what, how long, you know... 50-odd years. 50-odd years. It didn't say, did they say he was immortal or that he's a destructible? Immortal. He said he's oh, immortal. Wow. He's, he, he makes his worlds... 
uh, and then he's immortal, so he continues and just makes a new one. Um, but yeah, so, so potentially this could have been amazing, um, but I think there was a lot going on behind the scenes to make it not amazing. It's written by Brian Hales as well, who did the Ice Warriors, and the Ice yeah. Warriors stuff, well, particularly Seeds of Death, is good. Um, okay, I'll take this as a pinch of salt there, Bob. Brian Hales. Brian Hales usually puts scripts in, and then get, uh, other ah, people right. have to work on them a lot ah, just see, to get them to show. He did write well, Seeds I... of Death, Death, though, didn't he? What's that, sorry? He did write Seeds of Death, didn't he, Brian Hales? Terry's Dixon did most of that. Oh, right, and it was, yeah. Anyway, sorry, Cliff. What did you think of it? <laughs> yeah, what, what I thought. I thought, it, you know, this. I watched it, obviously, because of what's coming up. And I had that in a, it, so I had a different frame of mind about it than the last time I watched it, which wasn't that long ago. It was only like a couple of years ago. Still watched it on the stills. Yeah, listened to the audio. And I really enjoyed it. I loved the surrealness of it. It reminded me, and I had it in my head. I fucking forgot it. Uh, it reminded me of another one where it just goes really trippy of the, the mind robber. That's it. Of of how um, they go into these different places and something's got to go on. And it's the plot of it is a little bit out there, but I've also got some great theories as well. What I've been um, thinking about. I thought it was one where if you'd watched everything up to now of Hartnell in order, which I did a few years ago, it's all historical, it's all, you know, past tense, and it's all futuristic, but not just too far away, and all this type of this. This is the one which is like, whoa, we're in the 60s, someone's just dropped some acid. It's definitely <laughs> something a bit trippy on it going on. Yeah, I, I want to hear some of these theories, Cliff. So, my, my theory, sorry to take over, but one of my theories is, and I've written it down, is the fact that he, the toy maker says to him, um, you've got to do this game, yeah? So he's got on this constant game and he's got um, Dodo and and Steve going on their game. And then Hartnell, when he's back into it, says, if we complete the game, it's, we'll end up uh, destroying it. Everything's going to get destroyed, yeah? I think the toy maker wanted him to destroy it that was his thing he enjoys people destroying what he what he builds and i think this will give us a little taste of what's coming into the next one because mm. or he he continuously wants to build wants to mess but he doesn't want to be the person who actually oh, presses the button i tell you what is a good one is the fact that if he's made earth from yes, the very beginning a game. yeah and he's just come out because he, he does say at the end he's bored of this world um, yeah, and, and he wants it, and he's to, bored of the people, and that's why he wants. But he wants to, he wants the doctor to be destroyed as well. I think basically the, the doctor, like he, he met him before, but the doctor managed to escape, and he didn't play his game, so he's very annoyed with the doctor. So this was very much a revenge mission, which I like the setup of this episode based on that. It's um, one of those situations where there's a seed being put into play, like 50, 60 years ago. Yeah, that, that, at any point. A writer could have thought, right, let's go with this. And now they've got a showrunner that's actually going to do that. Then it's going to come. It's going to pay dividends, hopefully. Well, the... I got one. More, oh, sorry, I got one more theory. Sorry, Suki. Can oh, I can just you? say it? Right now, this one is a bit far out. What it might be true. If it's true, then fucking hell. Right. The next um, was T. Davis um, proper season with the new guy. He's calling it a season one. 
because he's saying he's scrapping it, he's, he's back to season one, isn't it? Whether it's the, this theory is that it's because it's connected to Disney and all this type of whatever, right? What if everything after David Tennant was under the guise of the Celestial Toymaker? And that's why David Tennant's backing it because it's that bridging point. That means everything happened afterwards would, was part of the Celestial to be a, There would have to be a link or a reason in the canon for Tennant Doctor to have, have been able to be the, that's the line. Yeah. Unless we see... But the line is always the point where he, he, he dies, isn't it? So that is a great point to go. This is it. So what you're saying is that Tennant dies at the end of the specials and Shooty is a brand new... The brand new one. Just because, uh, uh, just because Russell T. Davis has gone, fucking hell, there's loads of different things going on. I can't do well, it. Tenant's uh, doctor is not the, is, is, is not the, like, we, he's not, oh, God, how do you say this? His number is 14, isn't it? Yeah, he's 14. So he's legitimate new doctor. Just well, looks that's, that, that's, that We don't know that yet for a fact. Well, well hasn't, it, hasn't he, he has been said, said in all the yeah. press releases yeah. and yeah, yeah, Russell yeah. has himself And Russell T. Davis is, a, is fantastic at just lying. You know, yeah, so, I know, so, but if you, as soon as you started on that route, Bob, then we might as well stop speculating altogether. <laughs> no, no, I mean, but I mean, like, it, 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 it's feasible, Cliff, is what I'm saying. Mm. That theory it's is feasible. feasible. Or uh, have some connection with everything that's gone on since then. Therefore, that's why tenants back. I think yeah, because there's yeah. got to be a reason why it's Tenant that's back specifically yeah. if this is a time next story. Maybe he's been yeah. playing with different things. Maybe that's why we're going to get companions where they've been hush-hush about, you know, maybe Rory, maybe all these do come in it because they was allowed to once this Toymaker thing starts. I like, I like the idea of the Celestial Toymaker being like his, the Earth is his toy yeah, he made. I think that's a great... They got yeah. out of hand because he got so bored in the past that he's working it out that he's... Just think once you watch this one, and hopefully anybody who's listening to this, do do watch it, do do struggle through it. If you know the stills, <laughs> I think you can read it, read it. But it just opens the door to so much possibilities. Is badass this guy? It How does, he's never well, been it, used again is unbelievable. It does now. Yeah. It does now. I think the, my frustration with it as well is that there's, there's potential of brilliance there, which will yeah. hopefully be delivered in the specials. But at the time. You know, the, the brilliance wasn't there because they were trying to get rid of Hartnell. You know, this was what the episode, they couldn't think, of, they hadn't thought of regeneration at this point. This yeah. was the bit where they were going to bring him back as a different actor because he was invisible. Plus, he was ill, wasn't he? To give him two uh, weeks. Yeah, off. and again, he was ill, which was, you know, which had been happening a bit because he was getting, his health was declining, sadly. Um, but, you know, this was, there's a lot going on behind the scenes with this. Is why it's a bit just. Stephen and Dodo running around with a load of nonsense for most. I don't of it. mind that though, because Dodo has got one of those sixties bras on. Dead point. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you could tune in the radio it's with them. It's amazing what, yeah. what sexual let a girl get away with it on she got pointy boobs. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I love the fact it's given you the opportunity to theorise about it. You know, of what's yeah. going to happen. If we were viewing this and that we didn't know the time maker was coming back into these new episodes of Doctor Who. It'd still be quite a good premise, you know, but well, deliver, delivery to me, part of episode one and the last bit of episode four, and it's hard to tell because we're watching stills, but it's just a lot of noise. And, and it's, you know, uh, 
also, I did review this one not knowing that this is the whole point of this was that the Chukagabi one was going to be toy maker based. I didn't know that. So for me, it was just like you dropped me to watch this bloody four part. Why? Why? Maybe it's like an exhausting missing story. <laughs> but but like now now it makes a little more sense. That's why we picked it, and I don't mind. And it makes and it makes actually in retrospect a bit more interesting as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was going to ask. So there's a bit of racism in this. I, I, oh, oh yeah. well, yeah. I didn't know it. I didn't pick oh, up. Oh yeah. It. Well, I think the word celestial in America, and especially that is wearing the Asian costume from uh, Marco Polo, was symbolized that it was, uh, I think it's an, an Asian slur in America, I'm not sure, but that's what I've read. And the fact that he's in that costume as well, he does, I don't know if he's purposely doing this frowning expression as well. He seems to be, seems to be definitely undertone. Well, well, according to the script, Woo! Oh, yeah. In a striking office, a man is dressed in a bejeweled robe of a Chinese Mandarin. So he's definitely, uh, he's not, it's not like you're saying he should be Chinese, but that's definitely what they were going for. Yeah. But they didn't do like uh, Talons of Wen Chai anymore, or like that. They just put... No, they don't do, they don't yellow face him. Yeah. No, they don't so, do that. so what, is that the bit of racism then that in America? No. No. They're not not just that. In fact, yeah, I've just got the script. That. I've got the script out in front of me, and it it's the it's the original one that we listened to <laughs> without editing. So yeah, so I am reading it now. Eeny meeny miny no mo, and then you can fill the rest in yourself. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, it's in the it's in Eeny, the right. I'm going to say eeny meeny miny mo. Catch an n word by the toe. What that was the, in this? That's yeah. a that's like a fifty six. That's a slur that's been around for like. Yeah. Yeah. Was that the version we watched? Yes. That's yeah, they've that's just, why they've just yeah. they've oh either just muted it or they just uh... they didn't on the one we watched. No, oh, I, I came I out and completely it. said it, which was like, yeah, that really dates it. Oh, okay. Wow. I didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't pick up on that. I literally that's how much attention <laughs> I was paying to it then. Cause I, I can't believe it. I'm reading the script now. Wow, it does say that. Oh right. Well, that's not a script. This is, a, this is not a script. This is a, a this is a, it's a bit of transcript or whatever. Right. Wow. But yeah. No, yeah. That's that's not cool. Um, yeah. it's a, it's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely, it's definitely of its time. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a product of its time. I understand. Yes. Yeah. So um, this is sort of thing's probably being said in playgrounds up and I mean, down. I, yeah, I would have to say as well that my dad has been known to say that. So it's not like it's a. It's it's not. It's definitely probably its time, and like consequently, like if you're going to redo it these days, take it out, yeah, or don't put that slur in there. Mm. But they're not going to because it's like this was done in the '60s. So yeah, well, this is the, that's uh, the way it was. It is uh, what it is. Original audio of the what was on telly in it. If they were going to, yeah, if they found the surviving footage, they imagine, and yeah. rightly so. Um, cool. Um, but Michael Goff is. Mm. Fantastic. Amazing actor. Well, he's, he is, isn't he? So it's like early. He's a little above the acting, the yes. acting of the companions. Oh, God. Well, probably, <laughs> probably one of the best at the time, and if not afterwards as well. I don't think they had anyone as big that big. Well, he was. At, yeah, he was at the time married to uh, Annika Wills. Was and, he? Uh, yeah, and he Who? was just, oh. this, and he was a quite a big actor. Because uh, he was making movies left, right, and centre. Oh, do you reckon so, she she got him in, in it then? Well, it's before What's that? Sorry, did she get him is in she, then? No, no, no. It's before her time. But oh, she was. Uh, she was she Polly was John. To, 
Polly and Ben. After. Right, okay. A bit later. It, it's the companions after Stephen and Dowder. So right. they turn up in a couple of stories time anyway. Although she but, probably uh, knows, she, she'll have known she's got the job, wouldn't she? I imagine. I, at this again, I'm not sure because oh, well, well, she was they're always recorded about one, two weeks before they always broadcast. Oh, right, course, so how yeah. close they were uh, to casting her uh, is anybody's guess. And so if that's how close... You know, she might have been. She might have been cast at the time. He might have put her name forward then, because it was married in '65. This was '66. He might have gone. Yeah, use my yeah. It could have been. He could have. He could have put a name forward. But it, uh, I like to think that she got it on her own uh, merits. But uh, Michael Goff was supposed to be coming back in the Colin Baker era as the toy maker. They did do a story. Uh, the Nightmare Fair. They had it written. They were all ready to go. And then uh, Michael Grade decided he's going to uh, put the show on hiatus. And that whole toy maker making a second appearance in Blackpool, I think he was, uh, at a fun fair, all, all went up the uh, this morning. Big Finish and did it, though, didn't they? Big Finish did it. There was a novelisation of the book. So it has uh, two versions of that story have come out, yeah. both written by, I think, um, uh, Jerry Davis. I think. I mean, it's one that we've wanted to that the Who fans have wanted to come back for a long time. So I'm not surprised there's a lot of excitement about it. You know, with I think. To, yeah, sorry, I was going to say to do it right, to do it justice, you can't obviously do it like they did it on on just sets. If you've got the money behind you, you mm. can do something spectacular because you could literally mess with anything. It's that powerful. So. Maybe it was a good thing that they didn't bring it back at the time and it went on that hiatus because can you imagine it'd be pretty shoddy just filming around Blackpool? But also, it, it's like, if he's such a powerful being, then, you know, less is more when it comes to revealing stuff. So why would an immortal being be hanging around and interrupt, interrupting things as often as, like, the Master does? Yeah, This yeah. is going to be, like, once every 50 years he might turn up and do something amazing and then... I think we'll get defeated and then we'll try again in another 50 years. I think what's it, what's exciting about it now and talking about with you lot is that um, he creates worlds and I'm still very excited about this potential of Earth being one of his or worlds. Because why yeah. else why else would he be there? You know, like he, he doesn't go anywhere apart from his world. He can't. He has to stay yeah, in his world. Yeah, and also when you, when you think about it, the Doctor Who's recently have been getting more and more peril every time. So it's like mm. that everything must be at stake, and it, it stands to reason at the start of a, a tenure that they're going to put the Earth might be destroyed, kind of thing yeah. that might happen. Oh, I like you can't that. just have a simple, sensible story. Yeah. This <laughs> is a threat. This is a threat to the whole universe. All of a sudden, that only certain people in a TARDIS can fix. Yeah, yeah, but the toy maker doesn't just only make worlds, it makes universes, he makes whole universes. From the way it was said in the story, Celeste, in the this original story, he ain't just making a planet, he makes a whole universe. So if he was to just create one planet, which was the Earth, and then just use that as a place... Oh, what about Gallifrey? What if Gallifrey yeah, was? And then, then you've got... Well, you've got to Sorry, Gallifrey. Gallifrey. That's right. <laughs> get a free uh, into the whole thing that the, the toy makers made and all these other planets, Dalek, Skaro, Cybermen, Telos, everything. If you're thinking he only just made the one planet, he must have made the whole universe. Yeah, but I mean, it, it doesn't necessarily mean he has to have made a universe to do it. He just could make his own planet because he felt like it. If he's that powerful, he's not going to be restricted to like, oh, I can't do anything in this universe because it's already full of stuff. 
Yeah. Why not? I mean, I'm sure the the celestial time maker plant that he was in was that in its own little pocket universe. Yeah, it was a pocket. It was his home pocket universe. Yeah, and uh, it's just whatever he was. He'd like to maybe the universe is his own pocket universe, and it's all. That's what I mean. That's yeah. what I mean. The it's whole God. Universe. The time is. Yeah, he's God. God. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, you he's know the what? creator of all. Yeah, you know, like I always have this thing that you know, people who write for Star Trek, Nick, Nick from Doctor Who, there's another one. Q, it's fucking Q. Well, yeah, yeah, it's kind of a cue. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Borg, it's exciting, Cybermen, Nick, every time from Doctor Who. I mean, it's more it's more exciting than the than what we're reviewing. <laughs> this this theorising <laughs> about stuff. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. We, we seem to be theorising a lot on whatever Cliff's theory yeah. was. I think we're all, the, we all like excited. Yeah, yeah. I think we're just it's, hanging on to anything that's interesting enough to say about the story. To be honest, <laughs> I mean, the the story like the games are just a bit shit, and I think. It was uh, no, no, you see, I know. I don't think. I think, yeah, in the context of 2023, yeah, yeah they're totally shit. But in the context of 1960s, where the sort of epitome of your Christmas Day was playing fucking charades, that's mm. that's what it was like. It wasn't like this is like, and the idea of a fun fair was a thing that kids like really wanted to go and see because they didn't have video games, they had books, and that was it. Oh, I didn't. Billy, so yeah, Billy so Bob- you can understand. Didn't Billy, Billy Bunter. Bunter kick off like the real Billy yeah. Bunter character because uh, he was being well, no, portrayed as being evil. It was but, the um, it was the, yeah, the people who owned his intellectual copyright stuff. kicked off. Yeah, that's because hilarious. Of that. <laughs> yeah, and then it just changed it to be Bunter like character. I quite liked then, him. I quite liked him though. He was he was cool. I like that kind of like he just yeah, wanted to was, win at all costs. He was, he was just a Billy Bunter though. He was, oh, such was a Billy copy. Bunter. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was absolutely Billy Bunter. Um, but it was, yeah, just again. If you, I, don't, I think even if it, if if it existed and I'd have seen it, I still think it'd have been hard work. Like this, no, like. man, I don't know. Why did you ask somebody who watched it when they were young at that age? Oh yeah, suck it. But, but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I hated it then. What I still hate. <laughs> there you go. There's Clear, the you, know, you, you know what I mean, though. It's just like it's. Um, uh, yeah, you can't you can't criticize it. Like you can't really criticize for the language because they weren't doing it out of any obfuscation or way of any being racist. They were just it's reflecting just the, the way somebody would have said something. And I, I think to be fair, I think that line wasn't scripted by the way. I think it was ad libbed. Just an eeny meeny miny mo, just like you don't I mean, there's multiple generations have changed that over the years to try and make it less racist while still keeping it racist. But uh, yeah, I think that it's just. Uh, I think we just have to be a little bit more forgiving of the fact that it was then. Also, the fact that um, they more or less started a complete rewrite within a month of it before it started broadcast. Because initially, the plan was to utilize some characters from a play called uh, George and Margaret, which was written by this guy from the BBC. He gave him rights to use it, and he was going to use utilize these characters in the story. But a month before he pulled out, they said you can't use my characters. So they had to do a complete rewrite quickly to to justify uh, these episodes. So and then obviously, the toy maker though. Yeah, he had, had to be the toy maker. No idea what this George. I tried looking to see if anybody had any you know scripts or hold things of it, but there's nothing there. The only talking thing of, I was that talking of Star Trek, Nick and Doctor Who stuff. You know the the game that he's playing. I, I forget what it's called. The one the doctor's playing. Oh, the pyramid one. Yeah, 
3D chess. That's, yes. That's basically. It is. It's basically, that's, the, I mean, that's your standard you get, and that's why you're saying, Bob, whether the games are shit. Star Trek 3D chess isn't fucking exciting, but that was considered <laughs> modern at the time as well. It's just, it's just. I couldn't really it work out what, what it was. He was. No, playing. it wasn't. There was no rules. Yeah. Peter Purvis did say in, in one of the clips that he knew how, the work, how it worked. Oh, did he? But I think he was talking bullshit. I think he's talking shit. Peter, Peter Purvis, and it's no offence to the guy, but every time I see him in stuff as a companion, Stephen, I just can't get over how massive that chin is. <laughs> he's just he's blue Peter for me. That's, the only That's time what I it mean. is, but I, it just it just messes with my head too much. And the fact that it doesn't gel well with Dodo, I don't think they got a good... Even though this was heavily the companion, they don't gel well together, them two. She looks like... He looks like a dad trying... Or hanging yeah. around trying to be cool. Yeah. This is one of the things that really annoyed me about the story is that the characterizations of the companions during this story is just way off. And Stephen's quite a decent character and he does like, you know, he can take charge, but he seemed to come across as a whiny git and just didn't take any anything from anybody. And it was just confront, confrontation after confrontation after confrontation. And it's it's it, not that sort of character. Whereas, um, and Dowdow was just, um, She's been I better. I, I don't. I don't mean to, to criticise Busicki, but yeah, the, it was written that way. It could it not be that like he's had he changed his character. His character isn't exactly as you want it to be or Im imagine it to be. And it's kind of like, yeah, people have off days and people are assholes sometimes as well. And I'm kind of, I'm thinking, I'm just trying really hard to defend this episode. I think I don't know why. Well, you're the only one that really seems to like it. Could, you know what? It it's not be. about liking it, it's just about accepting it. That's, that's a good. I think that's a good point what John's brought up there, because we're thinking if the Doctor has gone, and he's usually the, the whiny, moany bastard, William Hartnell, maybe he stepped in to cover that role, Stephen, and that's why he's adopted God, this moment. You've you turned into Mr. Uh, Mr. Mr. Theory, haven't you, today? Boom, boom, boom. Coming yeah. out with it like gunshots. It's like I've had a fat J before. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. But it is, I, I, it's worth a watch. Anybody who hasn't seen it, it's worth a watch. Give it a go, especially before because what's coming up. I imagine the book was better, though, was it? Yeah. Mm. Well, it's dead hard to get hold of, isn't it? Well, no, we, we all had it. Huh? I got you we all, did we, we, the was It's very short. Um, yeah. And it does explain a bit more than what you see on. What we're, what we're able to see on the screen. I think a lot a lot of the target books, kind of the way that I imagine it, it's like the writer who's written, written the episode no. writes the book but fills in the context that isn't in the TV. But if it's just a representation of the TV episode, then yeah, it's a waste of time. It is, and I think the target's always done better. Um, Terence Dick's always does a good, a good target, but he just literally goes... You know, he had to write a lot of them because... Writers won. Hmm. Um, but when the writers did do it, they did tend to add in their bits that maybe they didn't get in and maybe explain it a bit more. This is just very much, this is what's happening. Yeah. yeah. This was a sort of run-of-the-mill uh, target book, and it was written by the person that was script-edited the, the story back in the day. Right, so this is Jerry Davies, and the the other person that was got the uh, the title on was Alison Bingerman, Bing, Benjamin. And... Uh, Apparently she was like uh, Jerry Davis's girlfriend at the time, so she had really had no input, but she uh, had her name put onto the book. 
but the book I, I read the book when we we, we started this and it, and it took took me like an hour and a half two hours just to quickly run through it and that was it it was simple easy and it's like basically just cop uh there's not much change from the original story that you see on the telly the the uh the, the nursing rhyme uh that's not it gets cut short so that it is in there but it just gets cut short before it gets to the uh, the second line of the uh the actual uh uh the rhyme like yeah yeah. All in all, uh, so we so we have a so we have a go round the table. Yeah, you can do before we finish. And your two words. Oh God, hold on. I, I start with Bob. Um, yeah, it's it, it's whetted my appetite. I'm glad we've done it. Um, because it, it it's whetted my appetite for the coming specials. So wet appetite with my two words. Oh, I like that. I like that. And uh, sucky. Um. Uh, I had to review this, as I did say to you guys uh, a couple of years ago with for you, another podcast. With your you friends, all on, uh, you all jumped on me, you know. But uh, and I hated it then, uh, and I, it's not really gone up in my estimation. But now that the toy maker is coming back, uh, you've got. I've got to think this is. I've got. Yeah, I've got to start thinking how how I can like the character again. So, uh, but for this story, I'm just going to say it's utter tosh. Utter tosh. Oh, it's a bit. After all, we've been through as well. And John, uh, well, I think uh, obviously Sucky's being overly harsh there because he's just woken up. But <laughs> <laughs> I need to be fed <clears throat> before yeah podcast. Um, yeah, but I mean, I think in terms of like this, the toy maker we're going to get for this series is going to be, he's going to bear. The only similarity I reckon you're going to bear with this Celestial Toy Maker that we reviewed is going to be the manner of speaking, and he's just going to talk like the bloody master anyway. Yeah, yeah. So it's just it's just going to be that's the way he's... You can see how he would deliver it in this show. It's just like, ah, doctor, da-da-da. You know exactly what you're going to get. So it's not going to be any surprise. My two words are uh, Fandabby Dozy. Is that two words? I don't, don't know. Oh, don't ask me. <laughs> Almost what? don't give a shit. I don't know why. <laughs> well, I would say it's probably out of all the classic ones we've watched for a long while, had us had us mumbling and thinking and theorizing of what could come next. And because of how surreal it is, it's just I thought it was just a great one to have a look at, a great mm. one to watch. And I would uh, highly recommend it. It is a struggle, don't get me wrong, to get through, but put up with it. And my two words is pointy dodo. <laughs> pointy dodo. <laughs> and um, are we going to pick our next? No, we're not. We're not cliff. going to pick our next. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Because we've got loads going on. We have in this month of 60th, 60thness. Uh, we have. Shall I tell you what we've got going on? Yeah. For your diary. Nah, yeah. fuck it, can't be asked. Bob knows. No Bob. Well, we've got, we've got um, potentially our next episode will be on the 23rd of November. Uh, be an episode of people sending audio in of why they love Doctor Who. A celebration. Um, hopefully you lot will chip in with one or two, but we've got some cool people coming on that. We've got Joel Insta, we've got Dwayne Bunny, we've got Mark Atkinson, we'll have hopefully you lot and some other people chipping in with why they love Doctor Who and what it personally means to them. It's just a little celebration 
from everyone on a personal and audio level. Um, and then quickly followed by a review of the Star Beast. Is it called well, Star Beast? The, the next Star episode Beast. of New Doctor Who with David Tennant and Catherine Tate. Star Beast. Called the Star Beast. Yeah. I thought like I read a, something. Like I thought there was something different within the, like, the, what the, the the Star Beast, the Giggle, and there's something else, the Blue Yonder. Oh, Blue Yonder. So, oh, so so the reveal this week was for Chewie's first episode. No, 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 no Chewie's no. first. Oh, yes, no, no Chewie's first episode at Christmas. The church on Ruby, whatever. Right, Ruby Lane. So, so that'll be so the so the next three at the end of the month. Um, so you've got the all the, the three new tenants. Then we'll have a couple of weeks off. Then Bosch Christmas. Then at Christmas we'll do a little dice roll and pick mm. in between. Then and she his first season starting, so there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on, and we've got the Hooniverse and the Hooniverse Hooniverse stuff. We've got, yeah, we'll have, well, we'll we'll be dropping dropping stuff in celebration of this fantastic television over this coming couple of months, that's for sure. So just just keep subscribed to whatever people do, like stuff or whatever. I don't know, socialize it. (laughs) People do, but yeah, just get on board and that. It's good, it's good. And um, I thank you to listen to everything that's coming up. Don't forget, put it in your diary, subscribe, press the bell, everything. Watch us on YouTube, Spotify, everything. We're everywhere. We're underneath your pillow. And until that note, <laughs> bye for now. Bye. bye. Recording stopped.